Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you a couple of tips. And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening. The one thing we both have in common is muddy muddy boots. boots. While researching today's topic, I was quite shocked to read that garden plants are the biggest source of weeds in our country. When I think of a weed, I think of common garden weeds like clover, oxalis, you know, dandelions, that sort of thing. But there are a number of both ornamental and Australian plants that are also considered environmental weeds due to their ability to spread. They can be a major hassle to deal with in the garden and more importantly, can result in extensive damage to our bushland and waterways. So today we're going to discuss the most common plants that are considered invasive, the damage that they can do, how we can deal with them and possible alternative plants for our gardens. So Keith, in your decades of experience in working in people's gardens, have you often come across plants that you would consider environmental weeds? I have, and it's probably first experience years and years and years ago. You know, when as, as a small child, we would go out into the, the bushland and harvest blackberries. It was number one. <laughs> number one weed. Yeah, and I mean, someone has brought back something here to Australia that they, they had in growing in their own country mm. that they loved and thought, oh, I'm never, I'm, I'm never going to want to be without those. Um, you know, and they brought them here and, of course, they have become weedy and then just straight out environmental weeds. Yeah. yeah. And uh, have taken over enormous, you know, parts of the bushland and the, the, the riversides and all the rest of it. So, yeah, it's, it's something we really, really need to think about before we actually start planting. We love to put plants into our, flowering plants into our gardens not sometimes thinking clearly about the damage that they can do. Exactly. And let's let's start with the common ones in our gardens and I want to start with agapanthus <laughs> because ma- I, my garden, I'm, my, I'm living in a, a family home, used to be my home when I was growing up, and along the driveway, which was very common in the 60s, 70s, 80s, were a long row of agapanthus which grew and grew and grew. Exactly. And I decided I didn't want them and it was so damn hard to get rid of them that I'd actually get a, a you know, a machine in to remove them because mm. they were just impossible to remove. Yeah, otherwise known as the Mount Eliza lily. <laughs> The I never thought of that. Yeah, and and I've, I've still got some. I've got some little dwarf ones, which are manageable, but yeah, no the, longer well, am I going to grow them. The dwarf ones, ones uh, um, are hybrids, mm. so they're not going to be weedy. Yes. Um, so the, the growers have taken some of the traits of agapanthus and hybridised them and come up with forms that are not going to be nasty, invasive weeds in your garden. Isn't that sensible of the growers? Oh, it's absolutely. But yes. it's you know, it's it's something that that we we all learn from, you know from on down the track. Mm. When I was a kid growing up along the, the, the foreshore at Frankston, the biggest weed down there was a weed called bone seed. Okay. And it produced little yellow flowers and every one of those flowers produced seeds that then germinated and colonised and took over. Flew off in the wind. Exactly. And then mm. after after the bone seed came the uh, the mirror bush, which, oh, is, the, yes, which yeah, is very yeah, common. Yeah, Caprosmum yeah, yeah. reapens from yeah, uh, New yeah. Zealand. It had a great big leaf and um, shiny on one side and grey on the other. Uh, very, very woody sort of thing. And that took off all the, all the way along down the coastline. And then after that came the boxthorn. Mm. which was one of the nastiest plants you ever come across because it's where vermin used to colonise and live in. 
um, things like snakes and oh. rats and all sorts of things oh. used to live live within the box thorn. Um, and I can remember, you know, working down uh, down Sorrento Way and uh, we on, on the sides of the hills, and we would just cut it off at the base and roll it down the hills into a big pile and then burn the lot. Okay. But it was a horrible, nasty thing. You know, so these things were all introduced yeah. um, and, and took off and colonised. Yeah, that's still a massive problem. There is. And, and the one that's currently got the Guernsey is a plant called Polygala, Polygala myrtifolia, which uh, produces little P-shaped blue flowers, blue and white flowers. Uh, and that is just an invasive mess on the on the Mornington Peninsula as well. Oh okay. So we've got all those things. Okay. So we, so we have a responsibility here, don't we? We have, yeah. And it's actually a learning process. So in my own garden, I have uh, a euphorbia called uh, Euphorbia lamii, which is the tree euphorbia. And that, I've noticed, is becoming weedy in my own garden. So I'm finding that the seeds that have been pollinated mm. are dropping down and that plant is growing. Now, Spreading. if, if yep. I'm not pulling them out, it'll take over the whole garden. And the worst thing about that is that it's got to be controlled by pulling out because it has such a waxy substance to the leaf oh, that you can't use the spray that's going to kill yeah, it. Yeah, and the euphorbia is so very you've got to dangerous pull it in out. that regard as well. You've got to be it's, so careful. Yeah. So that's, a, that's a, a, a plant that's... You know, only been on the market probably for about 15 years, but that is now becoming a weedy, invasive species. And I'd like to mention another one called one. Acanthus mollus, which I have in my garden, oh. which you I, you told me I'm never going to get rid of it. You're never going to get rid of that. Oh, which is the Acanthus mollus. No, the Acanthus <laughs> mollus has a, an absolutely, has a lovely, lovely foliage and an absolutely beautiful flower in spring and summer. So it, it looks amazing. Mm. And I loved it so much that I, Grew it. Grew it and, and, and divided it and spread it around. But I, and so I had about eight of them around the garden. I'm now down to one plus the remnants of those eight. <laughs> and I'm constantly trying to pull them out, but it's so difficult. Yeah. And I, and as you said, I don't know if I'll ever get rid of it. So those sort of plants we have got to be careful. I mean, oh, I do love it, but it's it really, it's not worth it. But I noticed it's actually gone under the fence. Oh, the neighbors are going to no. be cross with me. So anyway, that's what happens. Well, my uncle called that the railway plant because it was a plant that grew all the way along the railway lines, Mm. you know. So it it can grow in incredibly tough, hard environments and and then just spread from there. And it generally spreads from the rhizome rather than from the the seeds from the the actual thing. But it's a a much-loved plant of England. Um, You'll see that a lot of the furniture and a lot of the the, the decor that they do in, in England is actually from the acanthus leaf. It's that shape. Really? So, yeah, yeah, oh, so, you mean, okay, so it's yeah, built so the from shape, the, right, I understand. The shape of the oh, leaf. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? It is, a, it is beautiful, but anyway. We have Australian natives that have colonised areas here. And if we talk about when I was growing up, you know, a thousand years ago oh, on the morning oh, to Peninsula. It's Keith's birthday tomorrow, by the way. Happy <laughs> birthday, Keith. We had areas uh, in Mount Eliza that were totally colonised by the uh, Petostrum undulatum, which mm. has come down from New South Wales. Petostrum is from the Greek, uh, pitos meaning sticky and spurnum meaning seed, so sticky seed. So when the birds get in amongst the petostrums, those sticky seeds stick to the birds and the bird flies off and then they fall off eventually mm. and grow and come up and totally cover cover and, and take over an area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, a, that's an Australian native species that's become rather invasive. Mm. And then we would remember when, when we, we first had the development of the freeways. Yeah. We had the big medium strip in the middle of the freeways. Well, one of the plants that native plants they put in there that colonised 
totally, nearly, nearly all of those medium strips was a plant called Malaleuca armillaris or the bracelet honey myrtle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it has a, a very, very small fine leaf and that the seeds from that have just gone everywhere. Oh. Uh, so that's now recognised as a, an environmental invasive, weed. Yes, invasive yeah. plant. Oh, dear. Okay, so we need to choose alternative plants in our gardens, for example. In if, control. Yeah, it's about control. That's right. If, if, we've, if we've accidentally made a few choices, like I might have done, uh, we just need to keep controlling them and try to keep removing them as best we can. Yeah. I mean, that's really what else can we do? And that's right. And you'll find now that um, the governments uh, are now legislating so that you can't grow or they're putting out lists of plants that, that are classified as weeds or noxious weeds, um, which is even worse again. Mm. So these plants are, are not able to be grown by the nurseries. And sometimes they go a little bit overboard with that. And there's probably a lot of politics that's involved with those. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of examples. One is that wonderful plant that we use in our salads to give it a bit of a spice. Talking about rocket. Rocket, yes, yeah. Yes, thank you. So they've, they've hybridised that mm. so that you um, you can't grow that, so you've got to grow a hybrid variety, which means that the company that's producing those hybrids owns that particular product. Uh-huh. And that's a bit of a, a bit of a shame. A, yeah, it is. Because the original is the best. The original is the best because yeah. the flavour is just absolutely Amazing. unbelievable. Yeah, fantastic. And, of course, there's another wonderful perennial garden plant that, that I used to just love because of the perfume and the flowers just look gorgeous, and that was a plant called Nicotinia. Okay. Which nicotinia is in the family of tobacco. Yes. But the ornamental varieties of nicotinia, you never ever roll up and smoke. Mm. But mm-hmm. um, they banned the whole lot, so you you can't have that beautiful oh. um, white flowering nicotinia plant in your garden now. They've just put the, lumped it all into tobacco, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's a pity. And that's that gone. Is a pity. That's you know, so there's a lot of that sort of thing that's happening within mm. the within the industry as well. You know, which yeah. is. You know, a bit detrimental. Bit, bit unfair, bit unfair. Um, okay, so a- another alternative to uh, if you're really wanting to have a specific plant that you can get, like this Acanthus mollus or Ragapanthus or whatever, you can pot them up, perhaps put them into, grow them in pots yeah. and just use, again, though you have to you have to make sure they don't. Yeah, I suppose, but once again. Because the seed you, again, I suppose, no, you, oh yeah, the seed yeah. can then grow, it can escape, can't it? Still? It can. If you think about, about Agapanthus, the reason it was so much loved was that it, it gave a wonderful edge to a driveway. It just softened the edge off, you know, mm. so it was superb in that respect. Mm. It was so hardy in the middle of February, March, when there's not much else flowering, you had these beautiful yeah. flower heads coming up and they look yeah. spectacular. Long spikes, so yeah. the hybridization process of those has made the new varieties – um, which you can get some beautiful deep dark purple varieties yes, yeah. and some beautiful blue varieties. Yeah. They are not weedy. Okay. So you know that's also something to sort of think it's about, about choosing the alternative. Yeah. The but then there's for that 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 sort of thing. You know, there's other plants that you could replace those with. Mm. So you could go for a plant called Liriope. Yes. And Liriope has a whole range of different size plants. There's one called Evergreen Giant, mm-hmm. which is you know up to about sixty to eighty centimeters high. But that wonderful, that wonderful, soft, you know, fo- foliage that hangs down over the edge of the yes, driveway. Yes, you know, which a is very good yeah. alternative. That's so true. there's lots of alternatives yeah, to these yeah, otherwise weedy plants. Research the alternatives. Exactly. Make sure you make the right decision. All right. Well, that's fantastic. Is there anything we've missed? No, not really. I think that um, you've just got to be mindful of of doing a little be bit aware. of research in, into what you're doing. Yeah. Um, with your garden. So. Yeah. 
there's I'm sure that there's lots of material mm. that you could um, come upon to set out what those weedy-type plants are. Funnily enough, that's something I was about to mention. My local council has – I actually have a book called Sustainable Gardening in Frankston City because that is one of my uh, local councils, mm-hmm. and they have a fantastic list of – the invasive plants. So most of your, I mean, your local council listeners should also have something similar to that, which will provide you with really important information as to what is invasive and what is, what you should not plant. Exactly. Avoid. Exactly. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Keith. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.